0: Welcome to my war and PTSD podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you about a major breakthrough that I had in one of the symptoms of my PTSD. I didn't know that one of my major negative personality traits was a symptom of my PTSD until just a few weeks ago. I have just recognized the how and why of a behavior that I've had for the last 50 years. It has to do with my hyper-competitive personality and my desire to argue with people. I thought that my competitive personality and my combative nature was just who I was, but I have just realized that it is a symptom of my PTSD that happened when I was 19 years old. At that time, during my PTSD event, my brain reprogrammed itself from being a submissive, likable person to being a combative person. This This breakthrough is very exciting news for me. In looking back over my life, I can see that my aggressive and combative personality has caused me a lot of problems with many of my relationships. Even though I like being combative and arguing with people, It seems that people don't like it as much as I do. Newsflash, what's up with that? Those people who know me are nodding their heads about now, but I have been part of the world that believes that you have to accept me as I am and not as you want me to be. That works in a lot of cases, but it did not seem to work in mine. When people rolled their eyes at my behavior, I just took it in stride and said, who cares? now I realize that was a big mistake. Before the firefight in Vietnam that I was going to tell you about in this episode, but that I will tell you about in the next episode, I was a very submissive and compliant person. I got along with everyone all the time. I had lots of friends who actually liked me in reviewing my life. Which, often, which I often do these days, I can see that the dramatic change in my personality before and after my Vietnam experience in 1969 was significant. Now I can see that this change in my personality was a result of my PTSD event. Let me tell you about my breakthrough. In the scripts that I've been writing for these podcasts, I've been talking about the many and varied symptoms of PTSD. One of the major symptoms is the fight or flight condition that a person's brain gets stuck in after having an extremely traumatic event. This is the definition of the fight or flight condition from Google, quote, the instinctive psychological response to a threatening situation which readies a person to either forcibly uh, to re, um, which readies, it, readies a person to either resist forcibly or to run away, unquote. I have just realized that I have been in the fight or flight mode for the last 50 years of my life due to my PTSD. It is weird that I've not realized it until now. The event that created my PTSD in this way of thinking happened when I was in a firefight in South Vietnam in 1969. I was with a group of South Vietnamese Army soldiers in a battle with soldiers from North Vietnam when it happened. I will describe what happened to me and how this event caused my PTSD in the next episode. Looking back on the last 50 years of my life, I can now clearly see that I had a very unusual behavior all these years. The attitude that caused that behavior was my desire to verbally debate everyone that I came in contact with. That means coworkers, bosses, church leaders, community leaders, politicians, everyone except my family members. I looked for ways to verbally fight with an opponent in almost every situation that I was in. It didn't matter if the situation was work-related, in my church leadership positions, in social relationships, my politics, or my community activities. It seemed like I was always looking for a fight to pick with an individual or a group of people. Occasionally, if I couldn't find a reason to fight with someone, I would create one. Now, The first time that I acknowledged that I was suffering from PTSD was in a counseling session with a Vietnam veterans counselor in 1998. From our sessions, I realized that up to that point in my life, I had been engaged in a lot of hostile verbal exchanges in the workplace. I will refer to these hostile verbal exchanges as verbal fights because that is the way I perceive them as fights. My counselor and I decided that I was engaging in these verbal fights in order to recreate a part of the experience that I'd had in Vietnam that caused my PTSD. This is how one of the symptoms of my PTSD was created. During the firefight that I was in, while I was in Vietnam, I was so scared that my brain switched from the section that controls normal daily activities to the fight or flight part of my brain. This was one of the good and effective ways that my brain prepared me to fight the battle that I was engaged in at the time. When the brain goes into the fight or flight section, one of the things that happens in the body is an abnormal rush of adrenaline. This abnormal rush of adrenaline in my body at that time prepared me to fight that battle and stay alive. As a symptom of my PTSD that I learned from my counselor in 1998, Was that once I'd experienced the extreme rush of adrenaline in that firefight, that sensation was so appealing to me that since that day, I have been trying to recreate it on a daily basis. To recreate that adrenaline rush, all I had to do was pick a verbal fight with someone and argue hard to defend my position. It didn't matter to me if my, if my position was right, wrong, or neutral. I just wanted to engage in the fight in order to feel good. I thought that this was a normal way to live my life. Little did I know that it was a symptom of my PTSD. My counselor explained to me that this behavior was not a normal or productive way to make friends and influence people. When I was made aware of that in 1998, I still, Did not know why I was constantly getting into these verbal fights. And my counselor didn't know either. He just told me to quit doing it. Recently, I've learned the why. It was because my brain was telling me that I had to engage in these verbal fights or be killed. Every day, I was stuck in the fight or flight section of my brain. And I couldn't make the switch back to the normal part. I'm sure this sounds ridiculous to most of you, but here's the reasoning behind it. During the firefight in Vietnam, the situation was so dangerous that I thought I was going to be killed. As a result of the danger, uh, as a result of the danger I felt at that moment, my brain developed a defense mechanism to protect me from getting killed. My brain switched from the part of the brain where normal daily activities are controlled to the fight or flight part of the brain in order to get me through that horrifying event. Normally, when the brain does that in an extreme traumatic situation, after the event is over and the brain goes back to its normal function, after after the brain is over, sorry, after the event is over, the brain does go back to its normal function. It doesn't stay in the flight or fright section. But in my case, that did not happen. My event in Vietnam was so traumatic that my brain got stuck in the fight or flight section of my brain, and it has stayed that way for over 50 years. For those who are not familiar with the fight or flight defense mechanism part of our brain, here is the definition that I found in the website helpguide.org of what happens inside the brain. Quote, When you feel threatened, your nervous system responds by releasing a flood of stress hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol, which rouse the body for emergency action. Your heart pounds faster, muscles tighten, blood pressure rises, breath quickens, and your senses become sharper. These physical changes increase your strength and stamina, speed up your reaction time, and enhance your focus, preparing you to either fight or flee from the danger at hand. This section, often known as the fight or flight reaction, helps to deaden the senses, dull your eventual pain, and prepare you for the fight of your life. If your brain perceives that you can win the battle, you fight with extra muscle, strength, reaction time, and focus. If your brain thinks that you're going to lose the fight, it directs you to get out of there. People with PTSD have been found to continue to produce high amounts of fight or flight hormones, even when there's no danger. This may be the reason for the numbed emotions and hyper arousal experienced by some people with PTSD, unquote. That is the situation I have been in for the last 50 years. Even when there is no danger to me, which is all the time, I still feel the unnecessary need to fight. Some people have said that because of that behavior, my desire to fight, that I must be an emotionless person. Now that's a true statement, but it's not a behavior that I've developed. It's a function of my brain. A person can change a behavior through what's known as behavior modification. I was a a school teacher for 20 years for students with severe disabilities. My job as a teacher was to modify their sometimes violent and aggressive behaviors. By using standard behavior modification techniques, I could, in some cases, change the behavior. In other words, I was to teach them not to be aggressive. I found that the behavior modification techniques worked in decreasing aggressive behavior if the behavior had been learned by the student over time. If, on the other hand, the aggressive behaviors were a result of damage to the brain of the student, there was no way that I could stop it. I just had to deal with it. In other words, I can work on behaviors of the student, but I could not do anything about the brain injuries that they had suffered as a result of events in their life or from birth. So, it was in this case that my behavior of picking verbal fights was not a learned behavior, nor was I born that way, neither did my parents make me that way. As was stated in the description of PTSD that I just read, my brain had been changed from normal emotions to numbed emotions as a result of my PTSD. For example, The last time that I can remember crying about anything was when I was a teenager. You may say, well, that's very abnormal since you're over 70 years old. But to me, it was very normal. I simply did not see any reason to cry, even though some event may have required it. Now I can see that my brain function had been changed. The normal emotion part of my brain had been numbed or decreased when the PTSD event happened. My desire to constantly fight comes from the brain being in the uh, fight or flight section all the time. Once my brain had been permanently lodged in the fight or flight section, I began to enjoy the feeling of being hyper aroused. Another symptom that was described in the description I read. This arousal comes from the adrenaline rush that I get when I engage someone in a verbal debate. If my brain were not in the fight or flight section, I would not be constantly trying to get someone to debate with me. There would be no reason to do that. But I did it all the time when I was in a position to start an argument with someone. That was the this was the question that I asked myself: Self, do I engage in a verbal debate and get the and get the adrenaline rush that I want and need, or? Am I going to be an agreeable person who wants to be nice and therefore I will not get my adrenaline rush? No brainer. I wanted the adrenaline rush because the fight or flight section of my brain told me that that's what was good for me because I'd experienced one time an extreme situation a long time ago. Because of the fire, because in Vietnam during the firefight, I experienced the intense feeling of how good. A sudden rush of adrenaline feels. My brain tells me that I want to have the same feeling over and over again, and picking a verbal fight or engaging in a debate creates the adrenaline rush in my body that makes me feel good. Up until 1998, I thought this desire to create a good adrenaline rush was normal. My counselor helped me to see that it was not normal and that it was causing major complications in all my relationships. Knowing that it was not normal and knowing how to change it are two different things. In 1998, I knew that constantly picking fights was not a normal thing to do, but neither myself nor my counselor knew how to get my brain from the fight or flight section back to normal again. It wasn't until more than 20 years from that time, just a few weeks ago, that I figured out how to do it and got it done successfully now it really feels good not to be on the defense or offense all the time as i think about it i was like playing on a football team and i was being switched from offense to defense during the whole game in that case i'd be playing the whole game on either offense or defense without any rest or breaks it would be exhausting to do that in a football game and It was exhausting for me to be in the fight or flight mode for the last 50 years. Sometimes, however, being relaxed and not hyper aroused is a great feeling. On the other hand, sometimes I miss the adrenaline rush of the game. That's it for this episode. In the next episode, I will tell you in detail about the war experience that caused my PTSD. See you then.